A friend of the heart will never depart. A friend of the mind will scatter like the wind. everyone. Welcome to Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. I'm Carol Gerbay, one of the hosts of this new podcast series. And I'm Dr. Rosie Kuhn. I'm the other host of this podcast series, Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. Our intention is to support and empower you to, to thrive in your life. Carol's background in food integrity and education and mine in terms of transformational coaching, we hope to bring you a blended perspective on how to thrive. And just to let all my listeners know, I will still be hosting Food Integrity Now, interviewing great guests and experts to keep you up to date on the latest information regarding your health and wellness. We hope you really enjoy this new podcast series. Thanks for being here. Morning, Rosie. Good morning, Carol. It's been a long two weeks since we've talked. It's nice to be back with you. Yes, I feel the same way. And I just am anxious to hear what kind of weather you're having. <laughs> well, we're having very dry weather. Uh, we didn't haven't had any rain for a couple of months now, which we came a little bit early. The, the, we always have a dry summer, but it came very much earlier this year. But we've had beautiful weather. And it's my favorite. I get to be in my turtleneck and sweaters because it's only getting up to about 70 up here which is my favorite and down into the basically down into 48 for for sleeping the best and uh so I'm kind of happy it's so beautiful ours has been really beautiful it's it's warming up i think in Marietta which is the closest town to where i live it's going to be 95 today but not where i live it'll be probably 10 degrees cooler so 85 so beautiful sunny i love yep. it our gardens are doing great and yeah, it's perfect summer weather. Yep. I woke up to, um, to clouds. I don't know that I've ever seen before cloud formations that were just exquisite. They were so great. Oh. Uh, and uh, so like every day, even though climate change and all of that kind of stuff is occurring, the beauty that I'm recognizing with the, with the shift is, is exquisite. And so really honoring and respecting and seeing the seeing the divine and the preciousness of these moments is just is wonderful. Yeah, that's beautiful. And isn't that wonderful to be able to do to look outside or inside for that matter and see the beauty versus seeing what's wrong? Exactly. Last week we discussed or two weeks ago, excuse me. We discussed things that can get in the way of thriving, and those three things were being unforgiving, having judgment uh, at yourself and or another, and doubt, and how those energies can get in the way. And I thought it would be great to discuss this week some things that can really enhance our life and increase our capacity to thrive. And one of the things we had mentioned before in our private conversation, that friendship is one of those. So I thought we'd, we'd talk about that. So you had brought it up originally. So you want to tell me what you mean by that? 
friendship is a is is challenging to talk about truly i mean we go oh yeah i want i want more friends right but we we all have people in our life and there's different qualities of friendships and um, there's there's levels to which for me i can be myself so some people are more like just people i know and i can say hi how's it going and those kinds of things and then there's people that i can hang out with and then there's those friends that i can actually share my deeper, more woo-woo, more, more, my more cosmic self and, uh, or my whimsical self. And, and so it's being able to have capacities to be a friend at all those levels. So that's really important. And that the other side of that obviously is to know when friendships are not actually working for you. Right. So that's the, that's the thriving to bring more people into your life perhaps that create and allow you to be you to your fullest degree that's one of the joys of hanging out with you is I get to be me uh, but also go yeah no that person that person's not working they're not I'm not getting to be me I'm having to s- strategize or be on my on eggshells all the time well two things came to mind when you were just talking about friendship and I think it is more important to have quality over quantity. Absolutely. And I believe there are basically, this is simplified, two types of friends that I have. One category I would call friends of the heart. And the other category would be something like friends of the mind. And to me, the difference between those two is Uh, my spiritual teacher uh, has said this before, a friend of the heart will never depart. A friend of the mind will scatter like the wind. So in other words, uh, a friend of the heart is somebody that I believe that um, we have somewhat of a sacred contract with to support each other in, in this life. And uh, it doesn't mean that that friend is going to always agree with me or tell me things that I may not want to hear at the time. But that to me, that friend of the heart will do just that, will tell me things that I need to hear, will not lie to me, will not uh, agree with me just just to I don't know, for acceptance, I guess. And that will tell me the truth in a respectful and honoring way. I'm not talking about criticism. Right. Yeah. Those words that you just used are really, really important that our, our friends, true friends respect us and honor us and we respect and honor them. So we're not trying to get something from them or manipulate them. And they're not trying to get something from us or manipulate us. Yes. And that's, that's a really fun feeling to know that I can trust this person to truly see me, hear me and get me and the same in return. One of the things that you mentioned, I forget your exact words, but that um, you want to be able to be who yourself around a, a close friend. And what I'm working on is just being me no matter what. Yes. And I'm not saying that's easy, especially around family, uh, especially around people who have different belief systems than I do. 
But just being me, that doesn't mean I go share my deep, dark secret with this person because there's discernment there, right? But it doesn't, it means that I don't change my personality or my way of being when I'm with a different group. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I notice that I do. And so my goal is to just be me because basically we're not our personalities. We've discussed that before. We are these incredible beings who are the most powerful person in our world. And so I want to live that no matter where I am or who I'm with. Yeah. Am I there yet? No, but that's, that's what I, that's the way I want to live my life. A client of mine was talking about, and we've heard the word chameleon, you know, yes. that a lot of people are like chameleons. And so they, they assess the, their environment and the people that are there, and then they change who they are to fit into that situation. Uh, a client of mine used the word catering. I cater to and in that place of catering, like sometimes from the authentic heart, we love being giving and generous, but sometimes we're doing it from that place of, of um, remaining invulnerable. When I'm catering to the situation and environment, I'm in a, in a state of protecting myself. And right. we're around people all the time where we have to protect ourselves or be vigilant about how I'm being in order to make other people more comfortable. That's not friendship and it doesn't bring a sense of calm or healing or thriving to us because we're always on on in terms of vigilance and um and so the people that we want in our lives whether they are family or friends or children or people we just you know an environment we like to hang out in is where we can um let keep let down we don't have to be on our guard we don't have to be vigilant we don't always have to be you know, looking for the best thing to say, or, you know, those kinds of things, we just get to be ourselves, where we're not catering, and we're not being a chameleon, for the sake of protecting ourselves or making other people happy. That's a great point. I think I actually thought that of myself as I was growing up. Mm -hmm. I had friends in all kinds of different circles. And I remember thinking, boy, I can just change and fit in here and fit in there. And I, I, I remember thinking, this is a really good quality to have. But intention is the building block of the outcome. And I think my intention during that time of my life was to be accepted by no matter what group I was in versus now my intention is I don't care about being accepted, at least that's the goal. Yeah, and know. that I can just be me. And if somebody doesn't like me, and that's going to happen. Yep. So what? Right. You know? so, I, I thought about that one time. And I thought because acceptance has been one of my issues in this life. And I thought, why do I care about what someone thinks about me? who is way more wounded than I am, that their opinion, why do I care about their opinion? And that's really something to think about. Yeah, I mean, to really answer. So, so when you were in that question, what, what answer did you come up with? Why do I care 
Well, okay. I cared because it was just I wanted to be accepted. I wanted because to be like likable. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be normal. So what did you get by fitting in, being accepted and being normal? What is it, it you get? Well, I got to be cool. I got to be popular. Uh, I got to do fun things, go fun places. But I found that a lot of times when I was doing that chameleon thing, I walked away from the events or, or whatever I was doing feeling deflated, rather inflated and powerful and all the things that the way I want to feel. It may have felt good for a while. Yeah. Just because of the excitement and fun of what I might have been doing. But actually, when I got to think about it or feel how I was actually feeling, it didn't, it doesn't feel good to me. That's, that's a really good thing to know, isn't it? Yes. Because we think about, you know, people that I, that have been in my life for a long time and that I love and I consider to be close. And then I go, I'm something's not right here. There's something not right here because I'm feeling something other than delightful or enjoying myself. There's something that that's happening. And that's our, that's the clue in a sense that we might be, we might be trying to make something uh, to get something or just in a sense, an old could be an old pattern of, of, you know, hanging around a certain kind of person because it's what you always did, or it's, you know, it's kind of like your family, but when you go, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling like I'm thriving or flourishing most of the time in this relationship, this friendship, then we get to question what's, what's happening, what's going on. And I think that this is a really important element of friendships is in a sense, beginning them and being in them and then perhaps ending them in order in service to thriving, right? People go, I want more friends in my life. I want more people in my life. Okay, great. And how do you make that happen so that it's in your it's in your um in your expansion place? So for instance, a client of mine um who's been really pretty reclusive, she says, I I'm ready for friends. And I go, okay, so how can you make that happen? Because people go, oh, I want friends, and then we don't know where to go to make friends. And she says, Well, I love making jewelry. Okay, great. So she talked about going to a class where there'll be other people of like-minded myths who like creating and, and gems and crystals and things like that. So that got her elevated. That got her excited. And that was a place where she could be herself, practice being herself in a class with other people who are also, in a sense, practicing. And out of that comes the experience of potentially um, meeting people that you want to connect with to the, to another level, maybe having coffee or maybe talking about things that, you know, the, the, the depth of, of crystals, you know, and the energetic vibrations, who knows, but that quality of growing your capacity to be a friend, but first of all, how do you, where do you find friends? How do you start? You know, that kind of thing. It's all different for everybody. Yeah. People go, I don't know how to start a friendship. I don't know where to find friends. So I write a column for um, our local uh, online newspaper called the Orcasonian. And this woman has been reading my column. She lives in Sarasota, Florida. I'm in Washington, Arcus Island. 
and she found me that way, but also uh, she's looking to move to Orcas, but she started connecting with me, just emails. And there's this thing that's kind of happening where she, I, I wrote my column and she said, I loved your column. And let me share you something about my life. And she works with turtles, the little baby turtles on the beach in, in Sarasota. And she sent me a video. I mean, like, so this, there's an, in, there's an engagement that's happening out of nowhere. Is it a friendship, deep best friend kind of thing? I don't know. But here's the beginning of something that is nourishing to both of us. And that's, that's kind of fun to see because I'm not, I'm not a big person to go out and make friends. I'm not. Um, but here's someplace in someone who is nourishing that part of myself. Let me, let me bring a little joy to your heart. She says, wow. Yeah. And so sends me a video of, of these little hatchling turtles coming out of their little nest. And that's a, delightful spark of where we can where we meet whatever yeah is. that's nope. that's a great example and then there's uh letting go of friends which can be beneficial too and that's... i have i have found over the years that uh you know some of like on facebook i've i've got friends on there that i had in high school that i haven't seen since i was 16 years old you know much like but uh, we connected through through Facebook. But there are friends on there that I've connected with that still want to be like like one of my best friends was on there. I'm not going to say her name. And she's very, very religious. And she I had a conversation with her and I, I and she was like, what's wrong with you? Why did you let go of Catholicism? And and, you know, so she's in a different world than I'm in. We really connected from second grade all the way until I left. But, you know, so those friendships go can change. But there's other people who have childhood friends that they may have their whole life. Yes. And as we evolve and change, what I have found is that, you know, not everybody agrees with with the way I'm changing. And so uh, I've had to let go of friends because of that, just because it, they, it just wasn't serving me or it wasn't serving them. And there was no point. I didn't want to put energy into that. Yeah. I, I want to feel like when I'm with my friends, I'm uplifted or I'm trusting their advice or feedback. And because I know they have my, they are friends of the heart. And they have my best interests. You're feeling safe with them. I feel I feel safe. Yeah, like you said, I, I feel like I'm seen and heard. Yeah. And so I think that's important. Uh, and I think we need friendships, especially in the energies that we're in right now. There's a lot of crazy things happening in the world. And the energies are really powerful. And, and I think we need we need those friendships or, you know, I call them sacred friendships or uh, a sacred marriage or sacred partner. You know, right. I think we, I think we need that in our life. Yep. So, we need, um, you know, in terms of when we say crazy in the world, we go, Oh my God, you know, the scary stuff, but there's so much positivity. There's so much delight and love and expansion in the world too. And to have friends that can support that knowing is really really important like where do we find that and that might be for instance 
um, uh, on Netflix, I watch the baking show. Okay. Cause I love the people. And so where I live in a small environment where I don't have a lot of connection with people, I find connection with those people of, of the heart. Cause I, that's what it feels like. So we can find those, that level of friendship someplace, even on Netflix. But when we grow the capacity to know greater degrees of ourselves, like this is what's true for us, then we want to have people in our lives and or beings in our lives that support that level of knowing. And sometimes friendships can't, the, the friendships we have may limit, or like you say, they don't agree or they see it differently. And we come up with a dilemma sometimes when we go, wait a second, I'm supposed to have a lot of friends. I'm supposed to have keep this person in my life because she's been with me for 20 years. I'm supposed to have this kind of, you know, and that that supposed inness gets in the way of us actually flourishing because we go, well, should I break up, in a sense, break up with this friendship? Should I end this friendship? But if I do, then who's going to be my friend? Those right. kinds of dilemmas show up. And, but the and and so this is really important in terms of our our growing our ability to thrive is to say okay this isn't nourishing if I let it go I don't what do I got and I don't know I'm scared but only in letting go of what doesn't work anymore can we make space for we've heard this a thousand times um, where we can make room for and space for good stuff to come in good people good people right. as who nourish us and nurture who we are in our essential nature as opposed to trying to take away or use us in some way right. so it's a, it's a big it's a big part of learning to thrive is um growing ourselves and our ability like you say to discern how do i feel with myself when i'm with the, that person and right. again family could be friends could be people at work how do i feel inside myself in my what? heart one thing you said that I, I'm going to say I don't necessarily agree with, and, and that is that I can't I be. A be I don't believe that I'm going to find a friend of the heart on Netflix. I think I can, I can because it's not reciprocated. You're not, you know. So so, and I know you didn't mean mean it quite like that, but. Um, so my example would be, um, uh, I do watch a show, Heartland, Yes, and there's, there's been 16 seasons of it. I'm on the 16th season, and I love that show, and Amy's a great character and, and everything, but I wouldn't say I have a friend of, she's a friend of the heart. I enjoy myself in in watching the these characters and these relationships and stuff. So to me, a friend of the heart really is somebody that there's a reciprocal relationship. Got it. You've yeah. had, you, I'm talking like soul contract level yep. here. So I just wanted to to uh, absolutely. And what I love what you're saying is, um, for me, it nourishes that part of me to watch Heartland or The Baking Show or whatever that is, Queer Eye, where I'm feeling something that's nourishing to me. Yeah. And so, so it says, where in my life am I not being nourished in, in my everyday life? That uh, And so I'm learning to nourish myself in a good way um, in these shows, in a sense. And I go, this feels right. good. And so we go in the world and go, that that doesn't feel good. And we go, yeah, I don't, I can, I can discern now what feels good to me because mm -hmm. 
because I'm more immersed in these delightful experiences of being me. And certainly, you know, watching Netflix or whatever we're watching, we can binge on that. But the point is, our part of the point is, I could be watching violent stuff. I could be watching stuff that tunes out my heart. I could be watching stuff that doesn't connect me with me. And so the process for me is partly is to say, hey, I can connect with myself in that good way through, through we'll say heartland. It's like I, I connect with my heart, my the nature, horses, all of that. It uplifts me. And it says, this is the quality of life I want to bring in, in my life. This is the thriving that I want to feel in my heart. Right, right. And I, I get I get your point on that. And I agree with that because we have we all have choice of, you know, I hardly watch any television, uh, maybe more so in the winter when it's raining or something. But I pick and choose what uh, I want to watch because I pay attention to how I feel. Uh, I'll give you an example of that is and there's a lot of people I know that love this movie but Avatar I put it on I thought and I think it was a should for me I think I should watch this people are really talking about this right and I even paid for it like uh, I think it was on Amazon and you know $4.99 and it came on and I watched it for 10 minutes and I just noticed how I felt and I went nope yep nope and I just shut it off. And yeah. I have been accused by others. You're so Pollyanna in your movie choices. And I go, yes, I am. Because I don't want to watch a movie. Now, I love documentaries because I can learn. But I don't want to watch something that disturbs me. Yeah. Or I get off and I feel yucky. Um, yeah. Or you know, I know how the the uh, the brain and the, and the mind can absorb. I don't want to watch violence. You know, we have enough inner turmoil within ourselves without it. You know, adding to that. Yep. So, um, back to friendships for a few moments. I think that as long as we're having that nourishing, nurturing relationship with someone, and we feel good. And sometimes we can feel challenged because, you know, maybe we're in our stuff and and sometimes we need a little help getting out of our stuff. Uh, I have a friend that we we call her and I say, okay, I'm not complaining. I'm venting here and I'll go into my thing. And then she might say, well, you're you're really kind of complaining. I said, okay, I'm done. (laughs) And I don't get upset with that. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm like, thank you. Because I was complaining. Yep. And complaining about something just brings you more to complain about. Yep. Carolyn uh, Carolyn Mace talks about woundology, that a lot of people are friends with people with similar wounds, so that you sit around talking about your wounds. Yeah. um, That's okay. That's a form of friendship. Is Is it going to cultivate a thriving in you? Perhaps the venting or the sense of somebody understands and gets me that can be really valuable. And at some point to go, yeah, maybe I can uplift myself much like going from, and again, the Netflix thing, the, the, uh, the binging is a good analogy for what kind of friends do I want to hang out with? How do I want to feel in my life? And is the environment that I'm in or the friendships that I'm in or 
the restaurant or the bar or the tavern that I go to, does that feel uplifting to me where I'm around people that I, that make me feel good? These are good questions to go. Yeah, no, that doesn't, that's not work. That doesn't really bring thriving. And most people will say, but uh, there's no place else to go. That, but comes in to go, there's no one else or there's nobody else. And who would I be without? And that's where it's really good to get a life coach or somebody can that support you because there's nothing wrong. But there's an orientation in life that goes, if I let go of this, what does that mean about me? If I let go of this friend of 20 years, what does that mean about me? That must mean I don't care or whatever. And it's like, this is where we need somebody, a thinking partner to help us talk, talk our way or work our way through. What is it we want? And are we willing to make the changes and shifts to bring that kind of thriving into our relationships, our friendships? Right. And that's what you were just speaking about is actually just about creating boundaries and, yeah. and having those boundaries and, you know, boundaries. <laughs> a lot of time when you set a boundary with, with someone, they're not going to like it because you're not the way you used to be. Yeah. And a good example is uh, I worked for many years for, um, a program of troubled teens and I was a parent life coach and a, a typical or very common theme was that the moms, a lot of the moms were, were very much caretakers, enablers, okay. and they would do everything for their kids. And therefore when their kids had to do something on their own, they had no confidence because mom always would step in and do it for them. So explaining that to uh, someone who has always done that and then having them set a boundary, oh boy. Not fun. Not not fun, but but very, very healthy. So very. when you when so bringing this back to friendship, and you may have to set a boundary with a with a friend that it just doesn't feel uplifting or great and set that boundary they may not like it. Yeah. And so that just has to be, you get to decide, you know, is that a, oh, well, or are you going to make a different choice? But as long as you're making that choice that serves you in a way that feel, that you feel good about. Yeah. It and could I, be uncomfortable for a while is what my point. Because we can feel sad, we can miss that person. And if we miss them, we go, oh, I must be making a mistake if I miss them. Um, and it's like, no, you can miss somebody and still keep that boundary and say it's a no. So those kinds of questions come up when we're growing our capacity to um, discern for ourselves what feels right in our hearts, what feels right in terms of relationships with people. And um and it's, it's a practice because sometimes, like I say, we feel sad or we feel mad or we feel bad. And, and that we think that means we had to have to do something different. Uh, we have to talk to that person and we have to, and it's like, yeah, no, you don't, you don't have to do anything that doesn't feel in alignment with your heart. And again, this is a really good place to get a thinking partner or support or a mentor or a coach or someone so that you can work that through by listening to yourself and having somebody else listen to because yeah. it's really hard to go, wait a second, I don't have to do what, and I can do what, and it's very scary sometimes to, to yeah. trust to trust our heart. And what I say is, I'm going to practice saying no today. Today is my day to say, practice no. 
And it's just a practice with where, whenever I want to say no, not all the, not everything, but just to go today, I'm practicing saying no. And that's just a practice. And what's it like for me to do that and see what happens? Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was working with the client yesterday and this, this issue came up and um, she said, it's really interesting because I've always done this for my daughter and da da da. And she expects this and, and, and for her husband. So two separate issues, but they were all coming at her and she said no on both of them. And she was feeling guilty and I'm not a good mom and all this stuff. And so we really processed that, that issue, that boundary issue. And um, I I feel like it was really helpful for her because she looked at it from a different perspective, how she was really serving herself. So that's the power of either having a really good friend that you can process uh, things with or a coach if you don't have that person in your life. So um, very important. Yeah. So this has been a, a lovely conversation and I having friends is a wonderful thing and having friends of the heart are just, um, it's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. being your own best friend really helps as well because that keeps you in alignment with you know, cause we go having fun. Friends is great. It's like, it's challenging. And depending on who you are and the kind of person you are, you know, it, it can be many things, but to be, become your own best friend, then when you're with other people and it feels good to you, you can go, yeah, that's what I want more of that. And when we're, and we can be more discerning about, you know, I should have more friends. So I'm going to do that, even though I don't like these people, or I don't feel my best self. So that's a, that's a big thing is to say, yeah, it's good to have friends. And does it contribute to your thriving? Do these individuals, this environment contribute to your thriving? If not, then it's good just to question that for yourself and look at what do you need to do to shift that? Or what do you, how do you need to be different? And, And again, coach, a coach is a great, a great source of support can be for sure. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And what you were saying also, one more thought I was having was that if you don't have a lot of friends, there's nothing wrong with you. Number one, you said be your own best friend. And that's really important. If you cannot be comfortable with being alone and just being with you, you're probably not going to be comfortable with having friends you have to you have to learn to be you don't have to but it's important to learn to just be okay with just being with you at times we're social beings so we you know we need we need that I feel we need that you know we I I don't feel we were ever meant to heal alone in this life what that means, we're going to keep going on, sorry. Uh, but what that can mean is like, for instance, I have a lot of deep conversations with my clients and with people like you, you live in Southern California or a friend in Texas, or uh, I spoke with a friend in Italy, she's in Sardinia. These are connections that are really yummy in my heart. They're not here on Orcas. I've got like two or right. three. Things. You don't have to be in the same room. But you've got these connections in your life that um, val- you feel validated and honored and respected and your heart goes boom, boom, boom. 
when you're around those people. Uh, and that's a delightful thing. And that's what we want for everyone is to have more of that thriving, nourished feeling. Yeah. So I want to invite uh, anyone listening to this to just take a look at your friendships and and just to notice your friends of the heart and and honor that and notice if there might be some people in your life that aren't really serving you and and start exploring that. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for being here. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks talking about who knows what. Who knows what? That'll be the topic. Who knows what? Okay. All right. Bye, Carol. Bye.